G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday does roll around quickly. We do like to catch up on the latest breaking news as it's coming out of Israel and the broader Middle East. Ron Ross scouring the headlines overnight to bring us breaking news. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the new government and more than 80 Christian leaders have blessed the new Israel Prime Minister Bennett and share Christian support for Israel. What are the headlines saying? Yes, 80 Christian leaders signed a letter of congratulation and thanks to Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. We want to thank you in advance for protecting our shared values as they apply to Israel citizens whether Jews, Christians, Muslims, or Druze, for guarding the holy sites and welcoming religious pilgrims from around the world to discover the birthplace of their faith, for defending Israel from outside aggression, and for continuing to work towards peace with Israel's neighbors, the letter read. In return, we pledge to deepen our friendship with your country and your wonderful people. The letter was spearheaded by the Philos Project, an American non-profit based in New York City that seeks to promote Christian engagement in the Near East. The organization's president, Robert Nicholson, said, things are changing politically, and we thought this event was momentous enough to lead this effort and show the Prime Minister, the coalition and the world that there's not only real Christian friendship for Israel and the Jewish people, but a very wide-ranging group of Christians who care about the country and its people. The letter is signed by Christian leaders of multiple denominations, including Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox Christians from around the world, North and South America, Europe, Africa and Asia. They represent hundreds of millions of Christians involved in churches and other Christian organizations. Those who signed included representatives from America's National Prayer Committee, the National Religious Broadcasters, Christians United for Israel, the King's College, International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem, and the Congress of Christian Leaders, and many, many more. An important one to open with there today, Ron. Lots of headlines to talk about. Let's move to the one that says a new threat from Hamas. Despite the ceasefire and demands for a transfer of $30 million from Qatar or face violent escalation. What does this one read? Yeah, Hamas plans to escalate tension with Israel unless it allows Qatar to transfer $30 million US dollars to the Gaza Strip to help pay salaries. The tourist group's leader in Gaza, Yaar Sinwar, met on Sunday with UN Special Coordinator for the Middle East, Tor Wenesland, and pressed him on the matter. A discouraged Sinwar briefed reporters on the failure of the talks with the UN envoy and accused Israel of blackmail, calling for popular resistance while pledging to convene a meeting of all Palestinian factions 
to unite their efforts. Israel and the UN are particularly concerned about the resumption of Qatar cash payments out of fear that Hamas will use the funds to rebuild its military capabilities, significantly weakened during the last round of violence last month. One suggested compromise included using the money to directly fund UN projects in the Gaza Strip. Well, some commentary around the relationship between Israel and Iran. Israel's Prime Minister Bennett calls the new Iranian leadership a regime of executioners who must never get their bomb. Uh, What are the headlines reading here? Yeah, he said they can't have weapons of mass destruction. The results of Iran's presidential election show the world must act to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, he said. That was at the opening of his government's cabinet meeting on Sunday. Ebrahim Raisi, a judge responsible for tens of thousands of executions and who's under U.S. sanctions for human rights abuses, was elected president of Iran on Saturday. Meanwhile, the final meeting of the sixth round of indirect talks between Washington and Tehran over return to the 2015 Iran nuclear deal took place in Vienna last Sunday. Raisi's election as president of Iran is a signal to world powers that they need to wake up, Bennett said. This may be the last signal, a moment before returning to the Iran deal. They must understand who they're doing business with and what kind of regime they're choosing to strengthen. Ron, let's turn our attention to COVID issues between Israel and the Palestinians here. And we know that there's been a fairly successful and large rollout of the vaccines to the Israeli people. But the Palestinians want to renegotiate the COVID-19 vaccine deal with Israel. How does this story read? Yeah, we might recall that they rejected the last offer from Israel, but they plan to renegotiate a deal to receive 1.4 million Pfizer vaccines from Israel now that they've scrapped the original agreement out of fear that some of the injections are outdated. Palestinian Health Minister May Al-Kaila confirmed to the Palestinian news agency Wafa on Sunday that her office would discuss with Pfizer and the Israel Health Ministry how to complete the implementation of the agreement in a way that would ensure safety of the doses. An Israeli diplomatic source confirmed that talks between the sides were ongoing on Sunday. We will resume discussions with Pfizer to obtain the vaccines that expire at the end of the month of July as soon as possible so that we have sufficient time to vaccinate all groups established according to the national vaccination plan by which the Palestinians hope to achieve a 70% rate of immunity, Al-Qaeda said. And Ron, let's finish up with one which I think is quite disturbing, the idea that Hamas, given the latest hostilities that we've been monitoring, but Hamas and Islamic Jihad mobilising Gaza's children for summer military training camps to attract the next generation of those who would be militant and we would describe as terrorists. What's the story here? Yeah, the military wings of the Hamas terror group and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad are recruiting Palestinian children and teenagers for their upcoming annual summer camps to train them and win their support to become future operatives in their terror organizations. 
The summer camps are a type of indoctrination into the group's ideology. What they're trying to do here is to prepare these child minors into possibly joining militant groups at an older age of about 16. There are many child militants out there, Joe Trusman, research analyst at the Long War Journal, said. For someone in Gaza, it's normal. They don't bat an eye. A lot of the children look up to these militants. They are their freedom fighters. There's nothing more honourable than to join one of their militant groups to become a shaheed, a martyr, he said. According to David Bedeen, director of the Centre of the Near East Policy Research, a promotional video for the summer camp suggests that the Al-Qassam Brigades, the military wing of Hamas, last week recruited and registered Palestinian children for the program at United Nations Relief and Works Agency schools in Gaza. Other places for recruitment for the basic military training camps included mosques and other locations in the Gaza Strip. And I wonder what child welfare organisations around the world think of that. Well, it certainly isn't a plan for peace, is it? It's a plan for ongoing future conflict, and uh, that's got to be concerning for everyone who looks at the headlines as they are in the media today. Ron Ross, always appreciate you scouring the headlines, bringing us the latest breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Appreciate you so much, and we'll talk again next week, but thanks for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.